Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 151 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is Bo Simonson. Bo is a technology strategy consultant and has been a professional polyglot programmer since 1998. He hosts Astrocasts and is co-host of That Podcast. Bo is an active open sourcer, creator of Sculpin and helped to create Stack PHP. He is also a serving core committee member for the PHP Framework Interoperability Group. So, Bo, can I ask you to expand on that brief intro and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Um, I've been in the PHP community doing uh, speaking and working on open source projects uh, since probably around 2012. So that's most of what I do as far as the, the introduction is concerned deals with my PHP work. So I've been going to speak at conferences, which has been a lot of fun. I'll probably talk about that a little bit more. But yeah, so I am also doing all sorts of other projects as well. Uh, PHP is my main language uh, professionally, but I do a lot of work in JavaScript, uh, a lot of devops type things. So Bo, can you share a career tip with the IT Career Energizer audience, one they perhaps don't know and should? One of the things that I wish I'd learned earlier on was to find people that uh, encourage and push me. That's something that I was really lacking for a good chunk of my career. Uh, it wasn't until probably 2012 that I really started to understand that, that there were other people out there doing the things that I was doing uh, that could kind of help me learn and grow versus just sort of doing things as best as I could on my own but not actually getting any like outside validation or outside uh, correction or outside encouragement. How would you encourage other people to go about doing that? Well, one of the the ways that you can do that is to find conferences to go to, find local meetups, find local online communities, perhaps. Uh, So maybe not regionally local, but local to whatever you're interested in or what you're working on. Sometimes coworkers can work out really well for that too. Uh, but what I found is that sometimes if you're working with other people, when you're not working with them, they tend to not want to talk too much about work. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. uh, if you're looking for camaraderie within your domain or within uh, whatever kind of work you're doing, sometimes it's better to find people that you don't actually work with day to day to sort of help you with that. Yeah, indeed. You're absolutely right. That, that can very much be the case. So, Bo, can you perhaps tell us about your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience? I think I said that I have been programming since 1998 professionally, but I was a webmaster before that. And um, I was working for an early ISP in a little town in North Dakota. Uh, It's actually one of the bigger towns in North Dakota, but it's little by (laughs) comparison to most of the other towns I've been in. And I think at the time they had maybe 100 modems. Uh, there were U.S. robotics modems. Uh, they were sat on a shelf next to us so we could hear people <laughs> dial in and hang up and whatnot yeah. all throughout the day. And uh, everything was managed through a uh, one BSD system. And I was doing some random sysop stuff one day and trying to figure out how to solve a problem. 
I think I maybe had some zombie processes or something. And I found some documentation that made me think I should type the words kill space dash one. And uh, I did that, which was awesome because I immediately heard the whole bank of modems disconnect. Uh, And if you've ever heard one modem disconnect, uh, if you're sitting next to a hundred of them and they all disconnect at the same time, it's a very sickening feeling (laughs) Uh, just to realize that whatever those people were doing on the internet, they're not doing anymore. So that, that, I had to go pretty far back to find something that was really super awful, <laughs> but that sure set the tone early on for me to understand that uh, actions have consequences and to make sure you don't try to do things you aren't 100% sure about if you're in an environment that you could impact other people's work or daily life. Indeed. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like the true definition of a deathly silence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, moving away from your worst memory, can you perhaps tell us about your career highlight or greatest success so far? Yeah, so one of the things that uh, I always bring to mind whenever I think about things that have gone well for me, I think about the wearables DevCon that I went to in 2014. Uh, At the time, I was helping out with a project that was doing uh, wearable technology for sensors in shoes. And one of the demos that we wanted to do, or one of the things that we wanted to do was try to integrate it with Google Glass. So I had uh, taken it on myself to try to figure out how to do this sort of integration with Google Glass and these shoes. And it went all right. I had to figure out how to get the Bluetooth data from uh, how I can't remember exactly what what the difficulty was, but the, the Bluetooth connection didn't actually have like a networking stack necessarily. You couldn't actually get to an IP address. Uh, But what I had done was figured out how to do the pairing and then communicated through the IP address that you get when you are tethered. So I sat in the glass meetup that was happening during the conference. It was one of the evenings. And while I was sitting there in the, in the meetup, watching other people give presentations, I decided to throw a little presentation together And I spent probably 15 minutes on it and kind of got up. Nobody there knew me. It wasn't like I was at a conference where I I was with people that that knew who I was. I was very intimidated being there and totally nervous because I'd never really done this before, uh, this sort of thing. And this working prototype, you know, live demos don't work very well (laughs) all the time. Uh, So I was super nervous, got up, and it was by far the most exciting, fun, short little thing I've ever done. <laughs> uh, the, it was great with the audience. They all loved it. Uh, I had the right amount of humor and the demo actually worked. So it was amazing. So any anytime I think about awesome things that I'm excited about that went well, that one always comes to mind. Yeah. So it, that sounds very much like it was a very, very much a spur of the moment or off the yeah. cuff activity. So yeah, sometimes those things tend to go down very well because they are by their, by their nature it doesn't have a flow, if you see what I mean. It's, it's unexpected and the outcome isn't prescribed. So people are almost sort of engaged by the whole the whole thing that they don't necessarily know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. It was, it's super exciting when I think about that. And I wish I could do that more often. <laughs> well, yes, indeed. Okay. So, Bo, can you tell us what excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT? Yeah, the, the thing that I think is the most exciting is that there's always stuff that I don't know. 
I'm constantly trying to learn new things. There's always stuff happening that if I put my mind to it, I could go do that. (laughs) It doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to or that I have to follow every single thing that pops up. But it seems like every day I'm hearing about something new or interesting that is either a new field opening up or new applications to things that have been around for a while or just stories about people who weren't a developer a year ago and now are doing these amazing things either by writing their own code or matching things together. Uh, I think just the other day I saw someone talking about a new person who came into the industry that hadn't done anything with programming. And uh, within a year, they built an American Sign Language translator, or not a translator, it was an American Sign Language uh, visual tool to detect it from playing video. And uh, you did some sort of vision thing uh, using like a one of the... Uh, big web services, either Azure or Google or something, uh, so that you could actually have it spell out what was actually being said with American Sign Language visually uh, without having to understand it to begin with. Uh, wow. And th- this person was went from nothing to designing this and building it out in a year, which I just think is amazing. Yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah, that that's very impressive. Are there any particular technologies that, that are, are of interest to you? I'm sort of getting to a point where I'm not as curious about the technologies anymore as sort of everything else that goes around it. Uh, I guess like the business side of things. Uh, in, in a way, technology uh, is, is sort of just a tool to help get a specific outcome. Um, and I like trying to figure out what kind of outcomes people are looking for. And the actual specific technologies aren't necessarily as important. I think that that probably comes from me mostly building sort of standard web applications over the years. You know, whether it's a Rails application or something written in PHP or written in Golang or Node.js, it doesn't necessarily matter what's behind the scenes. Uh, what matters is the people who use it, how they use it, and how it gets the job done. So as far as like actual technologies, uh, I just spent the day looking at Kubernetes just because it's something that I would like to learn, <laughs> but yes. it's not necessarily something that I absolutely need to have, but it's there. And it's a technology that I'd love to learn more about. Finding different ways to deploy code is sort of one of the things that I'm focused on now. Uh, you know, I, I have been very close to the operating system in server environments you know, since the late 90s. I don't much care about that anymore. I'm much more excited about building the applications and I don't care, you know, if it's Linux behind the scenes or what's going on. So I guess I'd like to probably learn more about like uh, some of the serverless stuff, but even there it's, 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 it's a facade. (laughs) Servers are there. So yeah, there's just so much out there. Yeah. So I guess I am pretty excited about it, but. (laughs) Yes. But it's more about what you can do with them as opposed to what they are. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. And we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. Are you ready for this? Sure. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? Uh, the thing that attracted me the most was the fact that I could make money doing something that I loved. I started using computers quite a bit when I was uh, in my teenage years. Uh, my parents were super supportive and let me start at BBS uh, when I was still in high school. Uh, so you know, computers communicating with people, early days of like Telnet and dial up TCP to university workspaces. 
building HTML back in the late 90s <laughs> was a lot of fun. So f- realizing that I could take these things that I was doing just sort of on the side or just for fun and could actually make money doing it really excited me. So I think that's the thing that attracted me to it is that it was something I loved doing anyway. And what is the best career advice you've ever received? It was kind of not really career advice necessarily, but a friend of mine that I've, I've been friends with for quite a while at some point asked me, um, so, so who do you validate your ideas with? <laughs> and, I, and I just kind of looked at it blankly and I said, what do you mean? And he's like, well, like, who are your peers? Who are you showing your code to and bouncing your ideas off of? And I really didn't have an answer for him. <laughs> so it wasn't necessarily advice, but it, it was advice in the sense that it sort of highlighted a blind spot in my thinking and in my career that I would say within a, a year or so, I had sort of changed my outlook. Right. So something you do now. Yep. And if you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? Well, in a sense, I feel like I'm starting over again pretty frequently. The kind of work that I'm doing, I'm doing freelance consulting, uh, freelance contract programming. I feel like I'm, I'm constantly starting over and I have a lot of opportunities to do that. So I, I don't know how I would do it if I would begin again, other than probably what I've been doing now. I would probably try to get into some communities earlier. I think that probably would be the, the biggest thing that I would do if I tried to start again. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? So the thing that I'm trying to focus on right now is better understanding the kind of projects that I actually want to work on. The right projects, the right products, the right teams. Uh, it can be really easy, especially if you're doing uh, freelance work, to just take whatever comes along. And I think that you know, I've, I've done a lot of reading and uh, follow a lot of other people talking about uh, careers and consulting and things like that. And really understanding what you want to do is important because it helps make sure that you, you get the, the jobs that you're interested in. So well, I guess whether it's freelancing or if I were looking for like full-time employment, the, the same thing applies. I, I, I want to make sure I better understand the types of problems I like to solve and the types of projects I want to work on. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? So I would say listening is probably one skill that I've been focusing on more lately. It's one of those skills where you can think that you're doing really good at it until you find out you aren't. (laughs) And then you (laughs) learn something new to sort of enhance that. But I know that a lot of programmers, which is is my big background is programming, a lot of them just want to be told what to do and then stay out of their hair. They don't want to talk to you. Um, I'd much rather talk to someone and help figure out what they want to build so we can make sure that we're building the right thing and actually listen to them and figure out what it is that, that what's the problem they're trying to solve. Uh, Because more often than not, if you don't have that communication and you aren't listening to whoever it is that's asking you to work for them, uh, you're going to end up building something that may be close to what they want, but it might not be exactly what they want. And it might be nothing like what they want. Yes, you're right. That that happened or has happened in so many instances, (laughs) particularly if you go back to maybe sort of more traditional delivery approaches. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
No, I totally agree. I think listening is underrated anyway. I think it's a skill that people don't really pay attention to and certainly one that's worth highlighting, definitely. I always hear the the stories about people who aren't really listening. They're just waiting to speak. Absolutely. <laughs> they're waiting for you to finish so that they can speak. Yeah, that's very true. How many meetings have you been in where that's happened? Yeah. Okay, but can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT career energizer audience? Yeah, I, I think it's the an extension to my first tip is get connected, uh, find peers and mentors. Uh, peers and mentors are people who can, you know, even if they, they aren't actively looking at your code or actively looking at the things that you're building or doing with IT, they have different perspectives. They have different ideas. They have different thoughts. And they're going to see things differently than you are. And they might see things that you're missing. So uh, having people in your life, uh, either professionally or after hours, but still talking about about uh, whatever it is that your career is going toward is a huge help. It's been a huge help for me. And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? Yeah, the, the best way to f- connect with me would be to find me on Twitter. Um, I'm at Bo Simonson. I also have a website, bosimonson.com. And I have a podcast too uh, with a friend of mine from the UK uh, called That Podcast. Uh, it's thatpodcast.io. And I've been doing some streaming, screencast streaming on astrocast.com. Bo, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Excellent. Well, thank you for having me. I was happy to be here. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening in to today's episode and to my guest career tips, advice and experiences. You'll find a show notes page for today's episode on the IT Career Energizer website which will be itcareerenergizer.com slash e, and then the number of today's episode. And a quick reminder that the show has now three episodes every week on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So make sure that you are subscribed to the show to get new episodes automatically downloaded. Also, don't forget to join the IT Career Energizer Community Facebook group. You'll get to engage with other like-minded people get to find out more about upcoming guests and other episodes, and can get involved in the future direction of the podcast. It really is a great pleasure to be able to talk to so many inspirational people from across the industry and to be able to share their stories and advice with you. Thanks for listening, and remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.